Welcome to CooperCast, the you-never-know-who-your-friends-are episode. This is your host, Al's pod friend, John Sachs. In this episode, we run through the songs on the album, hear some reviews, including a fabulous one in German. We're here talking with Al Cooper about his second solo album, You Never Know Who Your Friends Are, which came out in 1969. Very busy year in the music biz. I'll wake up, Al. <laughs> First song on the album struck me as sounding very much like it came right out of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and it's called Magic in My Socks. A lot of horns in it. A lot of horns in it. Second song on that album is Lucille. Versus Beach Boys, Chorus, Four Seasons. All right, folks, when you listen to it, think of Beach Boys and Four Seasons. No, specifically versus Beach Boys. Okay. Chorus, Four Seasons. The third song, side one, is called Too Busy Thinking About My Baby. Marvin Gaye cover. What I thought you'd be interested to hear is in his review on All Music Review, Bruce Eaters says, Too Busy Thinking About My Baby, a Motown cover that's one of the highlights of Cooper's entire output. From a black singer, this track would be Priceless Gem, but coming from Cooper, it's extraordinary in its every nuance. That's a pretty nice thing for him to say. Yeah. Didn't stick out that much to me. If if I like a song and I think I can do it different from the original version, mm. then, then I do it. The fourth song is called First Time Around. About losing one's virginity, but not mine. Is it from the male or female perspective? The male. Male perspective, okay. The fifth song on side one, Loretta. The full name of that of that song is Loretta, the Union, Union Turnpike Eulogy. Side one ends with Blues Part 4, which is a duet between uh, Al Cooper playing the organ and Al Cooper playing the piano, where you in the mix you kind of bounce back and forth between the two of you. Side Two, yeah, you never know who your friends are, starts out with that very distinct honky-tonk piano sound. The second song on the second side, The Great American Marriage slash Nothing, which to me had a very different, distinct sound from everything else on the record. It should. Our friend Mr. Bruce Eater says, Al Cooper plunges into arty balladry with the hauntingly beautiful The Great American Marriage. The The first two lines are... Nothing is wrong, nothing is right. Days filled with nothing and nothing at night. If that's hauntingly beautiful, then uh, he was in. He wasn't in the same marriage I was in. Side two, cut three. Don't know I love you, which is a. I don't know why I love you. Oh, I see. Okay, Stevie Wonder. The Stevie Wonder version is amazing. In the fade out. They have a um, device called a limiter on his voice. And what that does is it takes uh, everything in the signal and makes it equal volume. So he's, he's taking a lot of short breaths, and they're as loud as his singing. And it, it, it's pretty fantastic. Okay, 
I'm going to directly go and listen to Stevie Wonder doing I Don't Know Why I Love You. But if you can mention that. Listen listen for the fade out at the end, huh? Yeah. Mm. But I mean, but, but for that reason. Yes. The limiter causes his breaths to be as loud as his voice. Mm-hmm. And that it's it's just uh, uh, very rhythmical as well. I think I've asked you a question like this before. Did you have any qualms about doing a Stevie Wonder because of the greatness of Stevie Wonder? Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to sound anything like the Stevie Wonder version. I think you've said in the past you had a different arrangement in mind. Mm-hmm. So. The next song you did was Morning Glory Story by your friend Harry Nilsson. Mm-hmm. This was when Harry was still doing well before he had kind of developed the rough edges. Mm-hmm. Cut five, side two. Anna Lee, what can I do for you? This was sort of like um, the the band. Yep. The first thing I thought of was, sounds like the band. So it worked. It worked. Yep. The last song on the second side was, I'm never going to let you down. And I had a little note that has a very far out horn section in it. And our friend Bruce Eater says, I'm never going to let you down would be worth the price of the album by itself. A soaring, more lyrical and moody original classic that manages to be unpretentious yet epic in its treatment. Once again, those are nice words. There's a very good trumpet solo at the end. The trumpet players were Bernie Glow, Ernie Royal, and Marvin Stamm. Oh, it was Marvin Stamm. So Marvin Stamm. Yeah. All right, so folks, when you listen to the last song, Side B, I'm Never Gonna Let You Down, listen for the Far Out Horn solo, and that is Marvin It's not Stamm. far out. It's just really good. Well, yeah, we don't have to get into a big discussion of the meaning of far out. I mean, to me, it was... Far Out is synonym. It's an excellent trumpet solo. Yeah, Far Out is a synonym for excellent. It's like, hey, man, that's Far Out. No, Far Out, to me, is extremely different. Last thoughts on your second solo album. You never know who your friends are. I liked it. I thought there were some interesting things on it. Let's see if there's some reviews on Amazon here. I know these are always good for chuckles. I looked many times for this. In a CD version, no success. When I saw this, I jumped on a Japanese remastered. That's true. You know, if it wasn't for the Japanese, you wouldn't have CDs of these albums. Dave W. says, I know it didn't sell that well or was very prominent in the music of that time, but I just couldn't stop listening to it and continue to this day. The wide variety of song genres and the use of the brass section, parentheses, I wish he had stayed with blood, sweat, and tears, Altogether produced one of the best albums of all time for me. Gordon P. says, Personally, I don't think that Al Cooper has ever made a bad album, and this is certainly among his best. It may not have the high points of I Stand Alone, but it doesn't have the low points either. Uh, Soft Landing on the Moon comes to mind. I love Magic in My Socks. Great leadoff track. Al's horn charts are the best, although we know that they're really Charlie's. That's not true. Oh, they're both of you. Yeah. Okay. Bill says, most of this is the deep root R&B we have come to know from Cooper. This is fine, but the first track has a longer solo section and almost races into progressive territory. There's also an amazing string experiment on the second half. Cooper is a master of the R&B, but his moves into other areas are also fantastic. 
He doesn't do so enough. Still, this is worth getting. So there you go, Cooper. Who said that? Bill. Oh, it's not like... No, these are these are regular humanoids. These are not... Uh... Oh, okay. Well, that's who I'm trying to reach anyway. Yeah, right. This one is in German. <laughs> it says here, Vaudeville, piano, und so weiter und so fort, es fällt nur an einer entgängigen Melody. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, he also says, Eindrucks nicked Erwin das Eier ein Junger. Well, that I would take exception to. Really? Yeah. All right. The lasting impression is that Cooper was a great sideman, all those Dylan sessions, a real lateral thinker, blood, sweat, and tears, and an ADHD kind of guy when it came to his own albums. Too much musical information floating around inside him that he couldn't be contained, so just came flooding out. I'm buying that. That's a compliment. I'm buying that. This has been CooperCast, the You Never Know Who Your Friends Are episode, brought to you by the magic of the audio limiter. Look for more episodes coming up and subscribe at Apple, Spotify, or just about anywhere. And tell your friends. I think we're done.